Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I want to give a shout out to our uh, social media team. They're amazing here at Brightline Eating. Special kudos to uh, Sands and Becky. You're incredible. Um, we have people here at Brightline Eating who are just always uh, combing through our social media feeds. And one thing they do is they get a real sense of what people are thinking about and wondering about because they field so many comments. And the social media team has created a document for me, which they've sent me, and I now have it on my phone here. Um, you like my phone case? I don't, <laughs> this is actually just how I walk around the house. I'm not intending to be a bright line eating um, advertisement here. Anyway, um, so they've sent me this document. It's a Google Doc and they update it with, uh, here's what's on people's minds. Here's the comments that we're getting all the time. And they suggested that I do a vlog on this one because it's so timely. And uh, they called it indulgence culture in a pandemic. And it goes like this. So this was, this was uh, an example of what someone wrote into them. How do you keep your eyes on your own plate in the current culture of indulgence and treat yourself? How do we deal with messaging that tells us we're in a pandemic? Life is hard right now. Have the cake. It's okay. Yeah. Great question. Great question. So first of all, that indulgence culture is real. I just want to say the numbers back that up. Not to say that it's not always there. It is always there. That's essentially the messaging of our food environment. It was long before COVID. Um, our culture has turned food into entertainment, into a way to blow off steam, into stress relief, into pleasure and so forth. It's not just nourishment anymore. We all know this. But the reality is that since COVID hit, it's gotten worse. So the American Psychological Association commissioned Gallup to do a special poll on stress in America right now. And they pulled several thousand people. And what they found was that 61% of people in America reported undesired weight changes since COVID hit. Not surprisingly, the majority of that was people who'd gained weight, not lost weight, although there were people who lost weight uh, that they didn't want to lose during COVID. Um, and over the last year, um, 42% of Americans have said that they've gained weight that they didn't intend to gain. And the average weight gain there is 29 pounds, 29 pounds. Can you imagine what's going to happen when the like what percent of Americans are obese numbers finally get updated? The last numbers we have are from 2018. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be going up big time. Um and more people are drinking excessively as well. Um, millennials, on average, of, of those who reported undesired weight gain, have averaged a 41-pound weight gain. They were the, uh, uh, the demographic, the age demographic that had the biggest weight gain. So um, it's real. So these, these are numbers that are way beyond what we normally see. So this culture of indulgence in a pandemic um, is very, very real. Now, that said, for those of us who do bright line eating, this is actually not, um, how do I want to put it? I don't want to minimize the question. I just want to point out that we need to be equipped to deal with this all the time. 
because this is absolutely par for the course in terms of uh, the way we handle things in bright line eating that's different from the way people outside of bright line eating think of food. We will hear over and over again for the rest of our lives, um, come on, it's Thanksgiving. You can't imagine that you're going to stick with your food plan today. Live a little. It's Thanksgiving. Come on, we're on a cruise. This is the time to cut loose. What are you thinking? You're not going to, you can get back to it when we get back to the mainland. This cruise is a once in a lifetime trip. Come on, it's your birthday. Come, you know, and on and on it goes. So really this is a subset. This, uh, we're in a pandemic, uh, come on, this is, you know, this is the time to use food as a crutch. This is the time you need to cut loose. Go ahead and eat that. This is something that we actually hear all the time. But, you know, we can see by the numbers that it's worse now. So how do we handle this in Bright Line Eating? Whew, I mean, with a lot of support, right? I mean, I just want to point out that Human beings are herd animals. We, uh, die essentially. If you go back, you know, a hundred thousand years, none of us would have survived in pretty much any climate without a community of people to belong to. And that belonging to that community was so essential to survival that essentially, uh, we developed an acute sense of when and how our behavior was deviating from from the cultural norm and alarm bells go off in our brain and in our body when we feel like we're doing things uh, that are too deviant from the norms of our society. I mean, there's uh, a great video you can uh, look up online that shows a, a candid camera uh, thing from like, I think it's the 1950s or something, uh, where some bloke gets on an elevator and everybody's facing back, uh, facing toward the back. And he kind of looks around, he's wearing his top hat and he goes, Oh, and he turns around to face the back of the elevator. And then on cue, everybody turns face forward and he goes, Oh, and he turns around to face forward. The, uh, the cues of, of, uh, the need to conform are so powerful. What that means is that because we're going to be surrounded, we're going to be surrounded by people who eat differently than us and are giving us that pressure to eat. We're going to need to bolster ourselves with a community of people who provide social pressure in the opposite direction, social pressure to stay bright, uh, social support for thinking about it differently, right? And the more closely we identify with our Brightline eating community, our Brightline eating friends, our Brightline eating way of living, the easier it's going to be to tell, you know, Aunt Sally with her well-intentioned, you know, come on, live a little, it's a pandemic. I know, thank you so much. You know, I'm actually really enjoying um, living bright right now, like t- taking the best care of myself than I've ever done in my whole life. And this is my way of living a little bit. You know, it's working for me. We're going to find the words uh, to to make that uh, our own, our own languaging and our own mouth. However we want to respond um, is going to be unique to us. But it's really, that's one of the factors is the social piece. We're going to need to have a community of people, our Brightline community, uh, enveloping us. Otherwise, over time, 
those comments from people will erode our resolve. They really, in my belief, that is how I've seen it work for myself and for others. Uh, it's a very real thing. So we need to build our bright line eating identity. I know I talk about that a lot in the vlog, the importance of identity. The identity needs to go all the way deep. How do you build a bright line identity? One action at a time, one way to measure bright meal at a time, one course that we take at Brightline Eating at a time, one post or reply in the online support community at a time, one nightly checklist at a time, one meditation session at a time, um, you know, one evening of doing the dinner dishes, putting it away, writing down our food for the next day, and then posting online, kitchens closed, another bright day in the books, done and dusted. Those are the actions over time that signal to our identity, we are different now. We do bright line eating. We do bright line eating. So the other piece I want to mention is that getting to know our parts is really important here. The food indulger part, the rebel part, the the part that is um, embodied by that, come on, it's a pandemic, you know, just eat this. It's, you know, we need it right now. Life is too hard. That's the seductive rationalizer part. That's the food indulger that whispers to us and has a very legitimate sounding spin on it. The food, the seductive rationalizer is a type of food indulger that's got its special story because of the pandemic, right? This is a, a time that's a subset of living in a crisis. And we have a course for that. It's called Bright Line Grit, Calm and Bright Through Crisis. And the structure of the course um, exactly mirrors what I'm talking about in this vlog here, that on the one hand, there's the food piece, there's the support piece, there's the structure of your program, which I will say does need to be different in a crisis situation for a couple of reasons. One is when stress goes up, your support needs to go up. And by support, I don't just mean social support. I mean all the other factors of support, including a good night's sleep, for example. When stress goes up, your support needs to go up. And these hands are uh, meant to symbolize like the height of a bar graph, right? Like how high is your stress bar right now? That's here. Now you need your support even a little higher than that. Um, and then the other reason that you need when uh, crisis hits and you just need to up it a little bit is that you'll run out of time, right? When, when we're in a crisis, this isn't always true, but often it's true that um, there are more tasks to be done, more things competing with our time. I mean, even as simple, I know this sounds trivial, but when COVID first hit, the extra time to read the news and just keep up with it all. Like, what world are we living in today? You know, last year, March and April, it was all changing so fast that literally suddenly I had a news consumption budget that I didn't, I, you know, a month prior, I wasn't needing to spend that time, that time keeping up on everything. Someone in your life dies. Well, now there's uh, talks to the lawyer and hearing about the will and talking to the funeral home. There's not only do you need space in your heart and soul to process the grief, but there's like tasks to be done, right? Even if it's just attending a service. So in general, crisis situations bring uh, more stress needing more support and also the need to figure out how to work your program in a more efficient, 
targeted, focused, condensed way so that you're getting maximum return on the time you're spending for your Brightline Eating program. Now, that's what I teach in Brightline Grit. That's what I teach in Brightline Grit. And the other piece, the parts work piece, the like, what do you do about that seductive rationalizer? I mean, I can tell you in this vlog, and I will. Here you go. Here's what you do about it. You get curious. You get curious and you listen. You need to, but this takes some, it's a, it's a skill set. You need to learn how to start to interact with the parts inside of you. If you're brand new to Brightline Eating, you're brand new to parts work and you're wondering, what does this mean? What, what, what are our parts? Well, Brightline Grit is the course that, uh, provides the fundamentals, the introduction to parts work. So the reason I'm mentioning Brightline Grit is because we only offer this course once a year. We may never offer it again. I don't know what 2022 holds in that regard. Um, and it is a brilliant course. So many people have gotten so much out of it. And registration happens to be open right now. And so with so many people online and social media talking about what do we do about this pandemic weight that we've gained? How do we handle all of our friends, you know, still being right now in the indulgence culture of, you know, it's such a hard time. We get to live a little bit. Come on. We're finally, you know, vaccinated and out of the house. Let's, let's, you know, go eat. (laughs) Let's go eat. Let's go drink. How do we, how do we navigate that? We have a course called Brightline Grit that handles how do you, how do you deal with your food to, um, strengthen your program so that you are inoculated against relapse during the most stressful times in life. And I know with vaccines all around, I shouldn't use the word inoculation so loosely. Pardon my, my verbiage there. Um, And the other half of the course is all about parts work. It's an introduction to doing the inner healing work in bright line eating the way we do it so beautifully here. So if you want to learn more about bright line grit, there's a link uh, right below the vlog to check it out. There's more information there right below me. Um, And if not, I just want to leave you with an awareness that the truth is that this problem will never go away. COVID may at one point be something that feels like it's in our rear view mirror or it may not. But I guarantee you this, if you keep doing bright line eating, if you want to really live bright, I can't guarantee because I don't know, but I cannot imagine a day. I cannot imagine a day. I'm sad to say in our current, uh, in the, given the world we live in right now, where it won't be the case that, um, the pressures to eat in ways that uh, suck the life out of your body and lead to excess adipose tissue galore, uh, won't be the norm. I mean, I would, the Food Revolution Network is fighting to change that. I would love to think that there will be a day when that won't be the case, but the reality is that at least for the foreseeable future, we all live in a world where indulging in food, excess food, is the norm. And so here in Brightline Eating, we're big believers in fitting ourselves to the reality of the world as it is. You know, our, our mission here at Brightline Eating is not policy change and, you know, uh, trying to convince, you know, Monsanto and Nestle to do things differently. Our way of doing things here is like, okay, they're doing what they're doing. What am I doing? What am I doing today? They're eating what they're eating. What am I doing today? And that means 
coming to deep terms with which hard do you want to pick, right? What pain do you want to pick? Do you want to pick the pain of, you know, how painful it is at first to try to figure out how to relax and celebrate differently when you don't use food as an easy shortcut anymore to doing that? Do you want to figure out that problem? Or do you want to figure out the problem of the oodles of excess pounds, the depression, the low self-esteem, the feeling like you're not living your right life, all, you know, the pain, the extra medications, the uh, aching joints. Do you want to deal with that set of problems? You know, we've all got our version of those two problems. Doing bright line eating is not easy. But for me, it's way easier than that life was. I was obese by my mid-20s. I do not want to go back there. And the reality is this is this kind of pressure is something that we're going to have to figure out how to live with. And there is a solution. When your identity gets deep enough doing what we do here, those comments roll off. They sort of land like, and this is one of my favorite analogies, they sort of land like pressure from someone to eat something you're allergic to. It's like, it doesn't matter how much they say, it's delicious, you should, come on, it'll be okay. It's like, I'm allergic to that. I don't, I don't eat that, you know? So the key really is inside of us. So if you want to check out Brightline Grit, it's down there. Either way, I will see you next week. Love you so much. Bye.